0: This is a career channel program from UC San Diego Extension. Visit us at uctv.tv slash careers for videos, employment news, and trend articles to help recent college graduates and those in career transition bridge to better employment.
1: I'm Laura Cohn again from the Workforce Partnership.
0: And I'm Dita Quinones. I'm a parent leader for Parent Voices, and I'm a full-time single-parent journalist.
1: So, um... I first want to say uh, thank you again to Andy. The income sharing agreements work that we're doing is I'm super excited about it. I talk about it everywhere I go. It's the second most exciting thing I think we're doing after the thing we're about to talk about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's, it's really amazing, And um, but we're really looking forward to talking to you about this intersection between child care and workforce. So let's think of some pairs. So there are there are two things sometimes that go really well together, like um, Halloween just happened, so I'm thinking chocolate and peanut butter because miniature Reese's Reese's peanut butter cups, they're my favorite Halloween candy. Um, and then there are other pairs of things that aren't just complementary; they're completely interdependent. One doesn't happen without the other. So for example, voting and democracy. If you don't have voting, then you don't have a democracy. And child care and work are in that category of interdependent things. Um, if you don't have um, work, if you don't have parents who are working, then you don't really need child care so much. Um, and it goes the other way too. If you don't have childcare, or if you can't afford childcare, or if you can't find good childcare run by people that you trust and believe will take good care of your children, then you tend not to have parents in the workforce. And this is a big problem. I suspect that many of you in this audience, I know I did, I'm a working parent now, my kids are above childcare age, but when they were in that 0 to 12 childcare zone it was a struggle for me and I'm confident that it was a struggle for many of you as well. As connected and interdependent as these two things are, you would think that our systems, the workforce system that San Diego Workforce Partnership is part of that helps people get into work or move up to the next level in the work that they're doing and the childcare system that helps parents find and afford childcare, you would think that we would be as interconnected as those two ideas actually are and yet we haven't been in the past. In fact, um, until recently when, when you as a parent would come to our career center and tell one of our career agents that you need childcare in order to work or in order to take advantage of the training opportunity that might be available to you. Um, we, might hand, we might have handed you a flyer about child care or advised you to call 211, and that was sort of the extent of um, the support that we would give you in that need. But um, I'm happy to say that that's all changing now. For the past um, eight months or so, we've been uh, the, these two systems, child care and workforce, has have been meeting together in what we call the two gen work group. So the two gen work group includes many organizations who are represented here today, and I'm excited to see you here. The YMCA, Child Care Development Associates, Neighborhood House Association, First Five San Diego, the County Office of Education, um, 211. I'm sure I'm forgetting some amazing partners and we've been figuring out what we might do differently, how our systems might start to work together better to serve working families. And um, so we're really excited about this. The idea of 2Gen is that when we start doing this better, when we start serving families, instead of us serving job seekers who happen to be parents and the childcare system serving children, when we start serving families as a whole unit, everybody's going to do better. The parents are going to be better able to go to work, and they're gonna be more reliable workers when they get there, and the children are gonna grow up healthier, better supported, um, with better child development along the way. And there's even a deeper level of impact when we have our working families um, working, earning income more secure, and knowing that their children are well cared for, they're less stressed, when parents are less stressed, then children's brains develop in a more healthy way. So better mental health for children and parents means better futures for children. So it's really important work, really powerful work. And to um, bring it alive for all of us today, um, Dita is joining us. Um, she's going to share a bit of her story so that we can think together about, this, about how work and child care are inextric- inextricably linked Um, So, Dita, could you just introduce a little bit about your background?
0: Sure. um, So, I'm a parent leader for Parent Voices, and I am a single parent, full-time single parent. Um, I'm raising my son on my own. Um, I'm a full-time journalist, so I'm working. And, um, you know, I am the new face of poverty. Um, I'm glad what Elizabeth showed you guys earlier is that, you know, keep the the fading American dream. I'm feeling that every day. Um, My... I'm not I don't fit the typical profile of what you would think um, somebody who goes is going through homelessness or living in poverty, you know, being a single parent, Um, you know, and just to localize it, um, I'm, I'm I was raised right here in San Diego. Um, I went to school um, at Mission Bay High School. I graduated there with honors. I love school. Um, I, I'm, be- I'm a very curious person by nature, and um, I always love taking pictures. So, you know, I, I moved to Los Angeles to get my, my bachelor's degree in, um, in cinematography. Um, thereafter, I went to UCLA to study broadcast news. Um, didn't finish my program there because didn't really like that program, and I had student loans crippling student loans, and so I, I needed to do something um, big, and one of those things was like, I'm gonna move to New York, I'm gonna work with magazines out there, that was my, you know, that was my goal, is that I was gonna hustle out there, um, get my money out there, and make a career for myself. Um, I did great out there um, for maybe seven years, and then the recession hit. The recession hit. Um, it hurt a lot of journalists, um, I was working in entertainment news journal- journalism, and a lot of people lost their jobs, including myself. You know, and I thought, <clears throat> wow, like I finally made it. I felt like I finally made it, and my dream was alive. And-, and then to get hit by the recession, I wasn't making money like I used to. And so, you know, I took whatever little savings I had, and I moved all the way back to Los Angeles. I moved my whole apartment back to um, with all my belongings, all that. And so I tried to start all over in Los Angeles. And it's kind of hard talking about this. Um, And so I found some work. I wasn't earning as much as I used to. I wasn't able to pay my student loans like I used to. Um, And I I got in a relationship. Um, It was an abusive relationship. And I found myself pregnant, too. And, you know, when my son was born, I... It was a wake-up call that this is not the life that I wanted to live, um, and I feared for my life. And then I wanted—I wanted to have safe—I wanted to have a safety plan for myself. Um, it's not it was something I never planned on. I never thought I was going to be a single parent. I never thought I was going to be poor. I mean, I had a college education. I didn't think I would find myself in these in these um, in this type of situation. Um, so I moved back to San Diego, and I, that was my entryway in um, being a single parent and. Um, trying to na- navigate and trying to find the balance of working and childcare.
1: Yeah. So, um, tell us about coming home to San Diego and how childcare and your efforts to relaunch your career here in our community how they intersected along the way.
0: Um, it was it was really difficult and challenging. I mean, um, being a woman of color in um, journalism it's it's. It's very competitive, um, and then on top of that, I was a single mom with, with a newborn, and you know, I was really scared about what my my, my outcome was going to be, p- be for my future um, monetarily um, and how I was going to be able to make it. Yeah, I had my family here, but I was bouncing around from one one family member's house to another family member's house. I was... I was always independent. My parents raised me to be an independent go getter, you know, but now I had to, you know, raise my son too. How do I work full time and have a child? So I really just freelanced um, and worked from home until I could find some childcare um, through uh, the preschool um, so that I could start working outside of the home.
1: Great. And once you had that. Um, care. It's a preschool, but it's a full day preschool at Educational Enrichment Systems, which is another amazing partner of ours. They are. Yeah. So, what did that? What did that open up for you when you had? When you had your son um, cared for by people you trusted most of the day.
0: Well, I strategized. Well, how is it going to get? In back back into working, and I wanted to leave entertainment news and go into something more um, hard news. And it literally is like mo- m- a hard move to make to transition from that and going into broadcast television news. And um, so I, f- I found out um, about you know about getting food stamps. I had I found out about transitional housing. Um, those are things I never thought I would have to access seriously. And you know I. I, I was done with moving you know moving from people 's houses um, family members' houses. I wanted to be on my own and the the thing I needed to really just like su- and to just suck it up and i went I admitted myself into a shelter I was there for a month um, with my son and and then thereafter I um, um, got into transitional housing for eighteen months and that 's when I was able to find out about eec and um, our advocates are here, Blake and Celine, and my son is here also. Um, and I'm very thankful for them because it. When I went back to school for broadcast news like, to get certified, because I told you I didn't finish it earlier, and I was like, I got to finish that. So you know, I'll probably that'll probably help me out a lot. So I was going to school um, more than full time because um, I wanted to get it done fast. I wanted to get a job. I wanted to get out out of this welfare system because um, you don't get a lot. People think that oh, people are milking the welfare system. For myself and my son, you get $300 for food stamps. And then you get $500 as a cash. So $800 a month, how do you do that with the child? That means you can't afford rent. That means you're bouncing around from people's homes. And I had to access going into a shelter. That was the reality. That was my reality. And I guess that's what I hope to be able to, with my story is that it'll break the stereotypes and hope hope that it opens up your heart and open up to do the math of the reality of what people like myself are going through. Um, but that having that subsidized child care, because I was so poor, I was able to access it. Um, but, you know, during the internships, getting unpaid t- internships, it was hard balancing all of that. But luckily, I did have the subsidized childcare, so my son was taken care of, and it was really a peace of mind.
1: A peace of mind and also get, made it possible for you to pursue school and yeah. um, do those internships and now you're employed full-time at NBC that's correct yeah child care journey isn't quite done though no
0: it's not done um, <laughs> um thank you um yeah so I've I got out from the internships, I worked my butt off, but I got to tell you that you know working in the Hard News and I was telling you that being a single mom wasn't easy, I didn't tell them for a year that I was a single mom. Um, during one of my assignments at, um, at Southwestern Community College, I had a cooperative work experience class, and one of the assignments was that you had to interview somebody that you really, really, really admired. And that person was Soledad O'Brien. Um, some of you may know her, some of you may not, but she was like somebody I really looked up to as a journalist. And, um, you know, I had to ask her this question. I'm like, well, how am I, the anxiety of telling them that I'm a mom and that I'm a, you know, that, you know, there is no, nobody else. It's just me really raising my son on my own, my own income. And um, she was like, you know what, you don't tell them. You wait till you get your job. Because there's going to be discrimination. I was going to get judged. They were they would judge, like, if you would be able to work the hours, if you were even capable or smart enough to do the job. You know, I didn't have my son when I was, you know, in my 20s. I had my son when I was 35. So I did the, the you know, the goal of, like, you know, have your career first and then have your child. You know, so I, I try to do the right things. So...
1: Ah, uh, The irony of that—that Solidad O'Brien advised you that—in part, it's because she knows that employers don't trust that parents will have reliable care and will therefore be reliable workers.
0: And yeah. I have to say that, you know, like work, single working parents, they have everything to lose, so they're more motivated. I'm—I was more motivated to get things done. I was more motivated to to be the first one to like catch the story. If you need a research on that story, let me do it first. Like I worked on everything that I could and I never told them like, no, I can't, I can't come late at night to like help out. Like I, I made it happen. And, and luckily I had my family here so that if I had to do a late night shift, they, my son would be over there, you know, in safe hands, so.
1: Dita, thanks so much for sharing your story. I know all of us are really rooting for you and your son. Thank you. Um, and, and we're confident that you're, gonna, that you're gonna really thrive in life because of the determination that you've shown.
0: Yeah, determination and you know this this year like I I didn't never thought that I would be able to do it, but you know, I finally submitted for the Emmys and I won my first Emmy. And and I that that Emmy really wasn't about the award, it was just about that that was the first for my family. I was the first one to get that for our family and to be, you know, to be able to make it. So I hope that, you know, it, it shows a little more determin- the determination that we have as single parents to really thrive in, in the workforce.
1: Well, um, I want to let everyone know that the 2Gen group is not just media and talking. Um, starting this month, the Career Center advisors are helping all of our parent job seekers sign up for subsidized child care we're starting to um, think about some, some deeper and exciting programs that we're not quite ready to announce, and we're working towards true system integration where when you enroll with us, you also are getting co-enrolled. The eligibilities you earn with child care, for example, would carry over into our workforce system as well. We're going to knit it together the way it should be for families like Dita's and her son. Thank you so much Thank for you. Coming.